It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are edging higher, technology shares are advancing amid deal activity, corporate earnings spurring optimism that results this season will be sturdy enough to help sustain equities at record levels. Right now, we've got the S&P 500 index up 4 to 21.66, a gain of two-tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials up 11 to 18,527, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite Index up 28 points to 5,057, a gain of six-tenths of one percent. The 10-year down 7.30 seconds yield 1.57 percent. Gold up 2.40 the ounce to 13.29, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, down 1.8 percent, falling 84 cents a barrel. 4511 right now on WTI. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Japanese internet and telecommunications conglomerate SoftBank Group, it's buying the UK-based designer of the microprocessors that power your smartphone. At least more than 95% of the world's smartphones contain arm-holding chips. It is a $32 billion deal. And the deal, well, it cements SoftBank's new strategy in the Internet of Things, at least according to the company. Here to tell us more, Anand Srinivasan, Senior Semiconductor and Hardware Analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. Of course, Bloomberg Intelligence provides unique real-time research and a variety of industries. And uh, all of the market and government factors that affect businesses, our terminal customers, can access this function by just typing B-I-Go on the Bloomberg. Anand, thanks very much for being here. So tell me, why is it really about the Internet of Things? Why is Mashiyoshi son of SoftBank spending $32 billion for ARM Holdings? This gives them an entry into the intellectual property of multiple devices in multiple end markets without the messiness of having to make hardware or having to make chips. Here, you control pure intellectual property, you control it at the source, and you proliferate multiple end markets, phones, tablets, auto, networking gear, DVR players, and so on including the Internet of Things, without having to make chips, without having to make hardware. In fact, if you were a chip maker or a hardware maker and had attempted to buy ARM, you would lose a lot of revenue from potentially your peers who were seeking to license ARM property. So this was a clean um, um, acquisition from slightly outside of the food chain, and it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Does it make a lot of sense in as much as 
they spent SoftBank spent what twenty billion dollars three years ago to purchase Sprint. Is this going to give Sprint a leg up? The question is, does it have uh, flexibility? Does it leave enough flexibility from um, SoftBank's perspective, both from our debt and equity side? And uh, Masasan at the conference call this morning suggested that Sprint was. Uh, 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 a self-sustaining entity and that he wouldn't have to put in more money in that direction. And with um, ARM, he potentially gains a free cash flow producing asset. So potentially he could reap some of the gains here and allows him some flexibility to invest in other places, although he contended that that was not his aim. What about the actual purchase price, $32 billion. This This wasn't um, a cheap acquisition by any stretch, but given its position within the industry, it's one or maybe five clean players who have this kind of a position in the chip business. Um, you knew that the, the price was going to be um, high and a premium was certainly going to be extracted, and that is the case here. And you mentioned that this company, Arm Holdings, it does not manufacture microprocessors. It just designs them. Correct. So what they do is they they produce basic building blocks. So think of it from a Lego structure. I produce blue, green, yellow um, building blocks, and you can then take that and build whatever structure you want. You can use them as is. Chances are you may not be able to differentiate your product as much, but then you can make your grand castle in the sky and have it be dramatically different from your competitor's product. And it licenses Correct. These designs, right? They're the licensing almost the blueprints. It's correct. So one part of their business is you take a license and you build stuff based off of their building blocks. The second part of their revenue, which is a bigger portion of their revenue, quite frankly, comes two to three years later when you actually ship the product and it becomes popular. They take a small piece of the royalties based on the value of the chip that was sold to you. Do you think that this will inspire other telecoms to go out and try to purchase the same kind of intellectual property company that SoftBank has done? It's a very interesting play. I don't know if there are a whole lot of targets out there. Imagination technology is the most comparable near-term local peer. Uh, But again, imagination is focused on graphics alone, um, much smaller footprint, much smaller end market focus, and much smaller function focus. So I don't know if there's a whole lot of plays out there. What does it tell you that SoftBank recently sold its Alibaba stake? It also recently sold a stake in a Finnish mobile game maker. Many investors thought that maybe that money was going to go to pay down debt. Not so. Look, this, there's clearly a change of strategy here from a SoftBank perspective. One of the change inter- of management too in sure. a couple uh, last couple of months. Sure, um, Nikesh's departure. Uh, the question is, this is to some degree, this is not. We shouldn't think of this as buying a chip entity. This is something that benefits from chip proliferation and the popularity of chip content in a variety of end devices. So think of it as. Um, chip-level software, if you may. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the creator, really, of SoftBank, Masayoshi San, because he started out in the magazine business. Sure. So this is um, this is. I mean, Michelle Ma is is our Japanese um, um, uh, telecom um, analyst, and she's actually based in Hong Kong. So testament to BI's reach. And, and one of the thing that. Um, she has written is that, you know, it has a lot of different assets that it tries to monetize. And obviously, some have worked out a little bit better than others. So moving these pieces around, both in terms of people, as you mentioned, management changes um, off late, as well as the 
um, efficacy of these underlying businesses. So is cash coming in here? Is debt coming in there? So they moved a lot of things around. But uh, he he claims to have a long-term focus, um, but the near term is messy. We'll see how the near term plays out. Thank you very much for spending time and explaining all this. Anand Srinivasan, Senior Semiconductor and Hardware Analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence. Shares of ARM Holdings up more than 45%. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. Coming up on Taking Stock, former Secretary of State George Schultz and his new book, Blueprint for America. Find out what it is and what he learned as a Marine. That's next. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.